and welcome back to the ESPN Music Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Dopp. You can follow me on Twitter, at Daniel Dopp. Shameless promotion. I uh, appreciate you guys for sticking through with that. I am in studio right now with our second recurring guest. Probably, I got to be honest, the last time I had you guys here, I had a ton of fun. So did we. It was a blast. It was awesome. It was really fun. I am with Sean and Ryan from Yellow Card. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you so much for having us back. This is the annual Yellow Card trip to ESPN. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and also here we have we have Paul, uh, who is the researcher for Mike and Mike. I am. Hembo, yeah. if you listen to the show. Hembo. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the bell. The, the big one or the small one? I don't know. There are two bells here. That's Hembo. V. Stefania Bell. That's what they call it. Do you want to hit the big one? No, I don't think we're ready. All right. Stefania no, Bell. We get, the, we, get the, we get the idea. We get the idea. So you guys are here, back again. Mm-hmm. Going to have some fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had um, a, for the record, we had a lot. We of, had fun until about two a.m. Oh, I was I was just talking about last year. Oh, we had a lot of you close were taking it way back who listened to last year's podcast and were very entertained. They yeah. liked it. Good. Yeah, yeah. However, so, the expectation is high. Exactly. So, so now we're like, well, great. How are we going to make it better? Than <laughs> What's the follow up? What's the right? Well, I appreciate that you're wearing. You're at least wearing a Denver Broncos shirt. Yeah. Um, see, I like it. You know, even Detroit House is hard. Oh wait, no, that saves the day. Damn. Yeah. Although Arun, Arun from Saves the Day is, is all Detroit. See, you guys, there's a lot of sports love in this band, and that's why I like you guys so oh, much. You guys yeah. kind of skipped over the Broncos thing. We just go back. To okay, the already Look, going there? It's a low point. <laughs> we we lost to a division rival. Wait, and I just want to say, even though we're still Super Bowl champions, we haven't really, you know, been tarnished in the in the division. So, yes, I am wearing my team's colors proudly, proudly. Go yeah. Broncos. Wait, so... I- I struggle. Now to, it's your turn. Now it's your turn. I struggle to understand what's a low point about being the Super Bowl <laughs> champions. But six and three. What do I know? That's a serious <laughs> low I, I point. Mean, <laughs> six and three, guys. Look, it's just a low point. We lost a game. What is, what is the true value of losing? It's time. We're I, we're running out. Well, of it. I'm a Lions fan. I know the value of losing. <laughs> Not this week. You're right. Golden Tate, oh. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he's on a tear. For a second. Yeah. Let's so. talk about Matt Prater. You know all about him. Yeah, dude, he looked good. His his he, his leg was very strong. Yep, fifty eight. Dude, he was hitting seventy yarders in Denver. We miss you, Mister Prater. Actually, I mean, I really like our team. I'm not, but I'm proud of you. I'm I'm happy for you. So let's start there really quickly. There's a lot of places we can go. So let's go that we may go. But let's do it. This is let's start with the Denver Broncos. Real yeah, fast. yeah, let's yeah. do it. Uh, Bring it back. Sean wants to start there. I do I, because I thought we were, we we're going to be in trouble. We Peyton Manning was hurt. Brock Osweiler couldn't put a whole game of football together. Now he's in Houston doing kind of the same thing. Yep. For a lot of money. Good good for you, bud. And we won the Super Bowl. And I did not think, and I totally eat crow, I did not think, and I just didn't know how good the defense was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, man, we tore it up. And I just, I'm so proud of the Broncos. And I definitely... I didn't give up on them. I was always there, but I didn't. Maybe I didn't have faith. Let's just. Let's I didn't just, have, I let's, thought it was going to fall apart. Let's and, pump the brakes for a second about what you just said. Pump the brakes. I just said. I remember being, at at what I, it was six and one or something like that, and you were like, "Yeah, season's over, <laughs> dude. It's a turning. Season's over." It, but he was being serious. It looks this like was a not a joke. Point. We lost to a division. We, we lost to the uh, season's over. Was it the was it the Chiefs? It was somebody. We lost midseason, and I'm like, oh, this is it. Peyton's not coming back. We yep. don't know what to do. Yep. And CJ Anderson is a beast, and I know he's getting healthy right now, man. I got your back. Whatever you need, CJ, you're, you're my boy. Horrible and six and one record. Season's over. Terrible. 
So let me ask you this question. The defense put the team on the back. They did the thing. I they didn't did know it was going to be like that. A couple of differences this year, though. Yeah. Okay, C.J. Anderson has a lot of injuries. been hurt. A lot of injuries. Hasn't been what he was supposed to be. He's torn meniscus. He's, yep. He's, he's doing medical work. He's, he's, I have faith, brother. Yep. So, Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. I like him. He, on top of Trevor Simeon, you guys drafted Paxton Lynch. Yeah, he's great, too. And your defense, a uh, little bit, a little bit banged up in the secondary with Keep to Leap. They're bumped. Um, your run defense has been struggling a lot. Pass defense is as good as it's ever been. So we lost, I think, Malik, Malik Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and Danny I think, Trevathan. yeah. So we don't get the push in the middle. So the edge rushers aren't, you know, when they get that depth, they're not getting back there. And three-headed monster, Oakland kind of they they bit us, and we lost some linebacker help, and uh, with the keep to lead being out. And we just getting picked on a little bit in the uh, yeah. secondary. So it's okay. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, they earn those paychecks. And we can't – we're spread a little thin. John always doing a great job. So so looking forward, as a Broncos fan, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch. Yep. When do you, when do you start to panic on Trevor Simeon? I, I don't think I'm panicked. I think – I think I read somewhere there – you know, there's – definitely an underlying thing about quarterbacks in the NFL not really being developed and I think maybe John Elway knew how smart Mr. Simeon was because he worked with Peyton Manning like he knows some things he's throwing some really good looking passes he's he doesn't look like a first year guy and you know he's got some good starts and he's on a six and two record which I know that you're shoving at my face is not bad but he He's got great weapons, and we need a run game, and we're we're thin in the backfield. We don't have that experience, and uh, Paxton Lynch looks like John Elway from the 80s, and I think that they, I mean. The guy who owns all the card dealerships? Yeah, and he's uh, the steakhouse guy. Oh, right. <laughs> Elway's Steaks, something right. like that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that we have maybe that question settled, and we have to be a little patient. We kind of had our moment, and. We can still have it because we have amazing talent around it, but we're just a little banged up right now, and I'm just trying to be a realist. And yeah, I play violin. I get that, and, and i i see the I see the game within the game. I'm not the angry armchair guy, you know. Right. And uh, you know, I, I listen to Aaron Rodgers, you know, and I kind of try and apply that to myself and sure. put the shoe on the other foot. And I'm not panicked, and we're not going to be the worst team in the NFL right now or no, the, you are not two of the worst teams in the NFL are you a are, like when your fans look at you and your fans when your friends look at you are you a are you a realist are you an opportunist are you a pessimist no i'm a realist i mean i'm probably an annoying optimist but i definitely see you know the clouds and i see you know kind of what happens on rainy days sure it's okay well, I, I, have a, I have a real stat let's go give it to me love it by opponent record Oh, no. <laughs> Broncos own the most difficult remaining schedule in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've seen that. Will you make the playoffs? No, we're not going to make the playoffs. We might sneak a wild card, but I think the Raiders are so good. That Derek Carr, I mean, I, a couple years ago, I was like, man, this guy's going to be tough. And he wants to stay in Oakland. And the Amari Cooper thing, connection is real. And the backfield is mean. They're fast and strong. And I just playing them twice a year for probably the next Eight years, maybe? They might have the best wide receiver duo. I mean, Michael Crabtree absolutely revitalized his career. What's crazy is, like, it's not the typical, you know, you got the 6'5 guy and then you got the 5'11, you know, six. They're both strong. They make people miss. They're like Golden Tate guys. They're, I mean, 
it's they're a good team and they got a great defense and it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough decade. Yeah, so I I like wearing black. I do not like the Raiders, <laughs> but I recognize they have a good team. So okay, that's, that's where I'm at. All right, so go, let's transition a little bit. Go Broncos. So we have a Lions fan here as well. Yes, and uh, Lions surprisingly, I think, are in a position that they haven't been in. You know, the last couple of years. Yep. Competing within the division. Finally but, in this season. Right. The division isn't – I actually feel like everyone's kind have of a chance. downplaying. You guys have a ch- re- real I, chance. I, th- I think we could win the NFC North. I think we could. I think so, too. I think we could. I think the Vikings are – They had their moment. They, they were a little overrated. I think they were playing kind of beyond their capabilities. Their defense – is not overrated. But then they then they went to a buy. Yep. Since the buy fell apart. Yep. Yep. So look, I'm not gonna say we're gonna win the NFC North. I'm just saying Matthew Stafford is real. And he's been playing insane mm-hmm. for a while. I'm gonna knock on wood too. He's healthy. Damn it. Where is that? There's gotta be some wood in here. I don't think so. Oh no. It's all oh, composite okay. metal. You did it. It's all composite. No, hit that frame. I'm gonna hit that frame over there. I'm going to walk over there. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Right, John's going and hit. Yeah, he's ha- he has to undo what he just did. Gosh. There it is. I can't believe it. All right, there you go. That's there, real. Okay, he did it. That happened. <laughs> the picture frame. Picture frame. Hey, it's wood. Because <laughs> he didn't want to put that evil on us. I have a Matthew Stafford stat. Here we go. For you. Yep. I came prepared as well. I'm ready. Last 16 games. Yep. 10 and 6. 69% completion percentage. 35 touchdowns. 6 interceptions. 4,300 passing yards. Legitimate MVP candidate uh, this year? I think so. He's playing this way? I, I mean, the crazy thing about it, too, is you don't think he's a legitimate MVP candidate. He's not shaking his head. I just know he's not going to be the MVP. I also know that. I mean, you can say his I'm name biased. On, on the air, and that's cool. I'm biased. It's not going to be him. But he's been playing. He's been playing like one. Has he not? They'd have to win the NFC North yes. handily for Ab- him to be. Yeah, absolutely. But he is playing really like an MVP. That's, that's, MVP all, and that's all I'm saying. He's playing like one. Yep. He's not going to get it. We we have uh, a, we have some experts in the in the house. Hembo, who would win the Broncos or the Lions right now in a in a battle to the death? Where are they playing? Well, I'm not sure. It, it, you mean a football game or a, are they a actually football match? <laughs> a football battle, match. Killing a football battle, battle royale. A battle royale. <laughs> if if the Broncos and Lions played on a neutral field, the Broncos would be a a three point favorite. I would suspect. Yeah, I'd take that. Yep. Ish. That's pretty good odds for a Lions fan. But execution, I think that's where our, where we're at right now. I think today you guys would beat us, but I think if we end of the season we get some people back, I think we would we would. What's interesting though is that form. we're we're playing better now. I feel like than we have you are in quite a while. And and you know after game one of the season, I was like, oh man, that was a, we pulled that victory out, and then what happened? Yeah, you know, and then now we're winning games again. So I don't know. You know, you asked him the question earlier about uh, are you a realist, are you a pessimist, are you an opportunist? I think I'm kind of in you yourself. Are are uh, in a, we're in a unique position of where I hate to say this, but being a pessimist is being a realist. Yes, it's <laughs> been. Yep, and it's just because we've been burned so many times. I guys get really good calls. How do you? Oh you, my gosh! Stop. It. There's got to be someone you can pay to get some better calls. The thing is, that we should ask Seattle. I've seen, I live there, but I'm a Broncos fan. I I've guess. seen this movie before, many, where it's many like a time. The Lions do these things where every year, and there are a lot of teams in the NFL, so you can take this outside of just the Lions, but there are a lot of teams that are like, there is so much talent on this roster, and for two or three games, they actually put it together the way that everyone says, on paper, this team should be this good. 
Yeah. And they're able to do some things. Mm-hmm. But it's just that sustainability, and that's really what separates teams like the Broncos yep. and the Patriots and pick whoever you want against teams that, you know, there's there's just something to be said for, for being able to continue playing like that. Do you think it's coaching? I think Jim Bob Cooter is fantastic. Yes. I, I do get – I mean, I think part of it is coaching. coaching. I get – a little bit frustrated with you guys are having like a little lions like kind of. We just did a Broncos thing. We'll come. You know, we'll come back. No, to it's it. just nice. You, I mean, I, I just we have to ba- we have to band together. You guys in a moment. It was yeah. nice. Pain it was galvanizes nice. us. There's some sparkles in your eyes. Just keep saying Jim Bob Cooter. Please. Yeah. <laughs> he. Um. I'm gonna vote for him for president today's voting day. Write him in. Yeah. Great I'm write in today, huh? You know, I would, I would do that. I'd vote for that. So, <laughs> can I just throw just you know kind of while we're still in the NFL, who can beat the Patriots right now? Because it's scary, and they're just – should we just give it to them now? The Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars. No, we're not going to give it to them think? right now? Come on. I just – was it going to take – okay, so I was going to ask another question. Is it going to be a team? They're going to go to the Super Bowl, right? Anyone think – I know I, I – I, let's just be real. I, I, I would assume – the Patriots will take. They're the so strong, and they yeah. have amazing coaches, yep. and everyone's kind of healthy, right? Yep. So, is it going to take another team, or is healthy. it going to? Is it keyword healthy? Yeah. Now, is it going to take an injury, or is it going to take another team like really rising to that occasion? Here's the thing, and I don't want to just go right back to it because it's the way. Like, if I look at if the Seattle Seahawks get healthy with Russell Wilson, and yeah, they're able, there's to a get, there's a rumor that he did his knee yeah. up, right? He's got this massive brace. There is, and a, he's just refusing to have surgery, right? I'm just saying. No, I know. Which, and I know they have a prolific defense, and you know they're a second half, you know, season team. And I mean, the Panthers have been really disappointing this year. There's no way they can turn it around. I mean, what, you, I mean, I don't even know what the NFC South looks like. The Raiders aren't, or the Raiders, the Saints are just for everything that they are on offense. Their defense is just too much of a liability. I would actually say maybe the Raiders have a good chance of beating them. Yeah. But the, the Broncos had, had the formula last year with the pass rush. If you're going to agitate Tom Brady, yeah, he doesn't you, like you have that. A chance. He does have a chance. not like the that. The Raiders' off, uh, offensive line, of course, is quite good. Yeah. I just don't know that they can score with the Patriots, of course, because their defense isn't any good, or at least it hasn't been yeah. good of late. What about the Falcons? Do you believe have, in Matt Ryan? I do not. No. I think he is he's very talented, but I just he hasn't gone deep enough into a season for me to be like, yeah. I, and of course, Trevor Simeon. I can't say the same. <laughs> right, right. But one playoff win, I think, for Matt Ryan in his career. Yeah, really. Just what do you think? One. Is there a team that could knock off the the mighty, mighty? The Patriots? Seahawks would be the team that I'd say have the best chance, but the Patriots would be, would be favored over anyone yeah. in the Super yeah, Bowl. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, okay. even no, this right. even the seven and one Dak Prescott led Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I think that's a really good feel good story. I just I think Belichick would just tear them apart. Oh, Another yeah. team with an average defense. Yep. Yep. That won't work. It is a modern quarterback, though, that that, that could maybe raise some And I think Ezekiel is the real deal, too. For, for the, that coaching staff, but yeah. Can, yeah. We just, can we just go back to something we were talking about a minute ago? We also touched on <laughs> sure. last, last year when we were here. Yeah. Something that's probably I'm actually the most concerned about this season, more than anything, is the Cleveland Browns. Sure. Oh. The reason you is I don't want anyone encroaching on our perfect season. It I is. want sole ownership of that. I heard someone on the team say, don't worry, we're going to win a game this season. They I'm, want to win. I want you them play to, to win, win a game. the game. I root for them hard every week so they can finish a very forgettable 1-15. and Yep. And no one will touch I'll our buy you. 16 season. I'll buy you a coffee on the way home if you can tell me who their quarterback is right now. 
The Browns? Yeah. I mean, we got two people here who can probably tell you. No, I, this, is, this is for you. Oh, my God. You root for them. Let's go. Who's their quarterback? I root for them in a different I'll tell you what. If you can tell me way. any of the starting quarterbacks. So they've well, had they had RG3. They had RG3. Five, they've had five starting quarterbacks this year. Five. This Not starting. They've had this, five quarterbacks this play. This season. This season. Oh, my God. Give me two of them that have played this did season. Did you like the RG3 signing? Yep. I did, too. I thought, I mean, if, if there was. to learn how to slide, man. You got self-preservation. He was going to have a chance at least. Yes, that's it. That's it. I mean, for him, all that's what you're looking for. We were talking earlier about how, Wait, like, who else? Okay. RG three and give me give me one other Browns quarterback. <laughs> I don't want to insult anyone. I honestly I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I know you know. I mean, Hemo knows all. He knows everything. I can actually connect your Lions and the Browns. Do it in, in a fun way. Do it. There are two teams in the NFL that have trailed in the fourth quarter in every game this season. <laughs> The 0 and 9 Browns and the 5 and 4 Lions. That's right. That's that sounds, amazing. That's that how sounds, we do it. That sounds sustainable. That's how we do it. That's pretty awesome. That's how we do it. Josh McCown. McCown. Yes. Yep. yep. Cody Kessler, Bell. who's going to be starting this Kessler, year. I didn't. Big oh, one? Yeah. We need five rings. <gasps> oh. That's nice. It's like a steeple. Yeah. Ooh, so we have RG3. We have Josh McCown. We have Cody Kessler. Kessler. Right. Yeah. We have Kevin Hogan. Kevin Hogan. Kevin who? A rookie from Stanford. Is that Ben Hogan's grandson? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Who else? No, not if you want to count it, I mean, I almost said Case Keenum, but Terrell I knew Pryor. that wasn't it. Yeah, but it I, knew I was, was going to say, if you want to count it, Terrell Pryor also yeah, lined yeah, up yeah, at quarterback yeah, yeah. every He did pretty school. good. Yeah. Was it, didn't, wasn't that the game? Like He's all right. Fantasy football, 33 points. He's my guy. Uh, here's here's my thing. So when Tony Romo comes back, he's no. not going to play, right? Mm-mm. No way. You no? You, you think he is? You think I, I don't. It, what Cowboys no, fans? Gonna, I don't yes. think. No, I don't think he should. Dak right. will lose a game. They're going to stay with a hot hand. Once he loses, then t- it's Tony's seat. I'm just saying, Romo to the Browns. Oh, I would feel Romo. bad for Tony Romo. I would feel so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. He's so, he seems like such a good guy. I don't think. I think he's he's better than that. I could I could legitimately just talk to you guys about sports for hours. Let's do it. Let's go. This will be like this. That's would be so easy. What's our time limit? Uh, we don't have one. Okay, we can go as long as In we the want. Digital Let's space. go. I want to talk to you guys really quickly. You we, owe me coffee, by the way. Yeah. That, okay, that's right. True. I couldn't name any people <laughs> yeah. around. I was going to say Brian Hoyer because for the first time I could finally <laughs> remember his name, the... but he's gone. <laughs> Wait, um, what's their remaining schedule? What are the Cleveland? They're not going to do are the it. They already, have to play Pittsburgh they already lost their winnable, in my opinion, winnable games. I feel like the Jets were their best chance. I thought the... I would agree with that. There was someone else. I don't really. The Jags, I think. Did I actually think? asked uh, Westgate Las Vegas Superbook what the line would be if they played Alabama. Oh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> any Alabama. guesses? Bad. Well, the Browns would be a three touchdown favorite. Who would you take with that line? Alabama. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saban just. Oh dude, my god. Dude, could you imagine that locker room? He would be all about it. Saban coached the Browns in the early nineties. What, I love, I love how much you know. I love how much you know. Where is the pocket in your mind, in your beautiful mind <laughs> of non-sports? Is it women's tennis? What do you got? <laughs> it's mostly just yellow card music. Oh, here we go. There we go. All right, really, let's segue. run run through this really quickly. Ravens, Browns are going to lose to the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Steelers. Oh, okay. Lose. Giants. Yeah. Lose. Bengals. Lose. Yeah. Bills. Kind of. You never <laughs> you never know, right? With the Bills. Unless you're gonna say like Texas A and M, we're gonna say lose. Chargers. <laughs> Rex Rex will be like he'll be like, Oh, we're gonna come after the Patriots again. What are, you're playing the Browns this week. Who cares about them? And then the Char- Browns I mean, win, right? That could happen. Where where is the, where's where are they playing the Chargers? Chargers are they're in Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe they could beat the Chargers. Calling it. 
No, I'm, and then well, they close out the <laughs> close out the league, close out the season against the Steelers again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. They 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 already lost. They, sh- they what should. I thought the winnable. They game should for. circle the Chargers and the I Bills. Think, I think Chargers and Bills are the two chances that they have. Okay, come on, Browns. The Lions oh, are rooting for Browns. Me. Don't let me down. <laughs> don't do it. All right. What's don't, next? Don't let Sorry, me down. I got us. No, that's all right. That's okay. Off topic. I I love football. Um, so you guys had a record that just came out. Yes. Yes. Came out September thirtieth. Yeah, that, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Somewhere so, in that time, give or take. Here's a weird thing about it. Not a weird thing about your record, but sort of a I weird thing about like your record. Some of the songs. That's, that's <laughs> <a> weird. <laughs> <part>. So strange. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh, this is a self-titled record. Yes. And I feel like a lot of times bands do like that self-titled record as their first record, but you guys are like, screw that. Drop the mic. We're gonna save it for the Drop last the one. Mic. We've yeah. been talking about it for a while, yeah. and it just. I think we talked about it like a few records ago. I think we, t- you know what? We talked about it when we came back from hiatus and then we didn't do it. And then I think we didn't talk about it again. And it made sense this time. Yeah. I want to know how the process was different. I mean, going, going into this record, did you guys know that this was going to be the final? Yeah. The yeah. Final one? I mean, everything yeah. was different. We kind of had a little powwow about a year and a half ago. And, uh, I mean, one of the things I, I kind of wanted to talk about today is like some of us felt more strongly that the writing was on the wall. And there was a little bit of dissension and none of it is easy. A lot of it's bittersweet. And when you make tough life decisions, you know, you just, you kind of have to weigh everything out. And I think this was just kind of the best time. And, you know, we're not Peyton Manning and we're not, you know, but it's akin to a a professional career. Like when it's time, you just kind of have to, decide the best way to step away and and we had made that decision and and a lot of planning went into it execution and i think with yellow card a lot of times we feel like we've been tripped up along the way just if it's just bad luck or we don't have the help around us but we kind of made some moves to instill the best team we have hopeless records we have a new manager Um, Kristen has taken really good care of us and we put this plan in place uh, a long time ago and we talked about doing the record. Um, Ryan Key, who's not here today, he opened a studio. Ryan Menez and him produced it. I did some tickling of the keyboards, which I don't normally do. Uh, so we all kind of really chimed in. Neil Avron flew out from Los Angeles. He's executive producer on the record. And we wrote some songs. Nate uh, Young from Amberlin, now of King State Coffee, came out, did drums. And he, I mean, he also, like, helps us write that part of the process. And, and... Everything was different, and everything kind of got us out of our comfort zone, and and maybe distracted from a, a little bit of the of the pain of walking away from 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 this. But um, it helped in the bigger picture. I think you know it brought us together, and and we have something really special for the end of the, the yellow card chapter, the last yellow card chapter. I also think that I mean to go back to your question about did we know? Yes, of course we knew, um, and that obviously affected the music as well because. And any record in the past, we it's not like we're writing for other people or for situations or opportunities, but you're trying to you're trying to put together songs that are cohesive and like lean and strong and solid and you're like, Oh, you know what, this is a little bit too long, maybe let's cut like half of this intro, whatever. And this record we just did what exactly what we wanted to do. Because we're like, Well, why not? It's the last record. We're going to do exactly what we want. That's so kind of a, have, a luxury we've yeah, never had. Exactly. So, and, yeah, let's have a seven-minute long song. Because yeah. why not? Let's do – why? Why not? Why not? 
so we just had fun, you know? I mean, we, we ultimately, like, we didn't really have an agenda going in other than to write just exactly what came out naturally and to have fun and to really, like, if we thought something sounded cool, let's do it. Let's have a bridge of a song that's three minutes of, like, guitar, random ambient noises with some awesome, like, violin viola stuff with no vocals for three minutes. Like, great, let's do it. Why not? You know? So Can't say no. We just, we had a lot of fun, you know? Do you feel like having experienced that freedom on this record I could I could see knowing that this was going to be the last record that you guys are going to write that it would almost be like emotionally and mentally I would want to put everything I could possibly put as like a, this is my final stamp on this incredible chapter that I've had we did there was there was a lot of that and yeah. I think if you get a collection of three or four songwriters in a room it's not all going to fit sadly enough and so there's always you know, sort of nips and tucks and compromises, but we all did that. We all wanted the best moment, and we pined over notes like we always do. And It was pretty cohesive, I mean, and it worked it Genuinely, worked well. we, I mean, there's not a single moment of a song that none of us care about that we just kind of phone it in on most of the stuff, but this one I think was obviously a little bit more special. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys are out on tour right now? Yep. And the final world tour. The final world. And how long is this going to final world tour going we to be? We left October 2nd, and we will return home. Look, we I left the first. You you got there before me. Yeah. I, I got your blessing. <laughs> it's always harder for you. I get it. Um, we get four days off for Thanksgiving. We fly to Russia to start the European leg, which takes us to Christmas Eve. We get Christmas, New Year's, January off. We start the Pacific leg. We go Hawaii. Hong Kong, Manila, Singapore, Australia, Japan in February, March. We have a couple of postponed dates that we have to honor, and that will take us through near the end of March. Wow. It's quite a quite a journey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I plan on traveling to Hong Kong with you guys. You absolutely should. You should. That's like one of the best cities in the world. Like Mike Live from, yeah. from Hong Kong. From Let's Hong Kong. Absolutely. Last time we played there, that night was... Ram- a, a night of legend. Rambunctious? That's one word for yeah. it. What word oh, yeah. would you use? Uh, eventful? Yeah, I, I would definitely say that there were some activities. Oh, yeah. So you guys have done, I mean, you've been with the band for t- almost 20 years at this point. Yeah, I've played the most yellow card shows in the history of yellow card. It's pretty impressive for not an original member. Right. That I is. missed the first show. I wasn't invited yet. He didn't play the first show, so he's not an original member. There was only member. four or five songs written, so... That's tough. Yeah. Is, that a, is that the biggest regret of your career that you didn't play the first Yellow Card show and you played all the rest of no, them? I mean, I was there. Can't be called an original at, member, so it's I was there at the beginning. Like free it's agent. not. A, it's not really <laughs> free agent signing after the first show. <laughs> That's right. We need to bring in the heavy hitter. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, I just I had no idea. I was one of maybe twelve audience members, and we're all friends. We went to school together. And, yeah. And then after that, they were like, oh, we should, you know, change up some stuff and write a mid-tempo song. And Violin was there. And then I started writing more songs. So I know what you're trying to do, and I don't like it. <laughs> this is so fun. Oh, so but, always. Uh, Ryan, you've been, in, you've been in the band for uh, almost 12 years? Yeah. Come on, did you tell years. him how you got in the band? I do, did, did not. Are you aware of this? I'm not. Tell this, me. You okay. can tell the story. So he calls me, and he's like, hey, um, and when do we meet? 1999? Yellow card. The first time you guys came out to California? Before Ryan Key. Before Ryan Key. So it was 98? It might have been 98. 98. So I met him in 98. We were kind of trying to woo Lobster Records, and 
we went out to play some shows. We met his first band, Staring Back, and we went into his record store. So I've just I've known Ryan Mendez and his awe and talent and splendor for a oh, long time. Okay, okay. okay. well, okay. just I just I want to paint a picture okay. using words and not okay. colors. Okay. Okay. And so fast forward, you know we. We stayed connected, label mates for a long time. 2005, we needed a sort of rejuvenated guitar section for Yellow Card. And Ryan Mendez, and I was just racking my brain. I'm like, what are we going to do? And Ryan Mendez called me. And he's like, hey, man, I just, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Great. Um, And Ryan goes, would you like to come to my wedding? We're going to do something small. I'd like to invite you. I've known you for a long time great outstanding citizen you pay your taxes you're relatively good looking he was, was very complimentary and sure, i said sure. i said thank you so much i don't know if i am available i would of course love to come and watch the blessed union of you and your wife um however i'd like to answer your question with a question would you like to play guitar for the band yellow card i would love for you to assist us in these duties and he goes i'm gonna call you right back <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome so i got a wedding invitation and he got a Yellow card, guitar, invitation. Heck and yeah. The and, rest. Then, uh, and then what happened? And then, I, and then I played the first show I've ever played with the band uh, in Japan in front of 30,000 people with one day of rehearsal. Wow. He did it. He I did, did it. a good job. How'd it go, though? It went great, at yeah. least for me. I mean, Come on, let's not do that here. Okay. okay. All right. Some of us had some just issues with uh, just knowing which, exactly geographically where, which, yeah, where we were located. city we were in. And <laughs> That's we, might a story. Talk, we might have talked about that last year. I can't remember. Let's save it for next year when they invite us oh, back. Okay. Yeah. You right. guys can definitely come Great. back next yeah, year. Yeah. Great. Reunion tour? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh on, after a year? One year? Doesn't even count as a reunion. You're just like he continuing the up. final tour. He had the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Brett Favre and Roger. Go ahead. Right, <laughs> man, uh, so you guys have, having toured so long, I just want to know, I mean, there got there have to be countless tour stories. Mm-hmm. I, just I actually know. don't remember them all. Do you remember? Well, probably all of them. That makes sense. I just have a bad memory. It's not... Any type of pharmaceutical or recreational drug use, I just there's a lot of events and I can't remember. Mister uh, Mister Hembo over here, he's like, "Yo, is this going to be workout? Great, great." I'm like, "What day is it? I don't even know." <laughs> like, clearly, someone who sees the daylight and has their stuff together, and right. someone who's nocturnal and doesn't really know what's to happening. To be fair, when and we're I on tour, res- it's Groundhog Day. We it is no one knows what day it is. Every day is exactly the same. And I have a child, like, and I have to be responsible. And I just I don't even know what day it is. I had to right. think for ten seconds. Right I got now in a car accident today. today. <laughs> I got in a car accident today, and the guy that hit me goes, he goes, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, man. You know, just Monday." And he's, "It's yo, it's Tuesday." And I'm like, <laughs> so "The guy that rear-ended so us on the way into ESPN had his stuff more together than I did." And that's just kind of where we're at. It's a two-hour set. We're working hard. No big deal. So, like, understanding that, you guys, <laughs> I can't imagine. We got in a car accident this morning. <laughs> we sure did. Yeah. I can't imagine looking back. What are you going to miss more? I mean, are you going to miss touring? I mean, you will, but you won't. I'm going to miss aspects about touring for sure. I I mean, I don't really enjoy being gone away from home 300 days a year. It's really hard. It's difficult. Especially with really families, hard. I got to imagine. With family, yeah. Um, the camaraderie, the shows, um, the hangouts, the, the – the traveling to places that you have never been or that you've been but you love and you probably won't really get to go back to. I mean, that's all that stuff is, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible, you know, but there's always trade-offs. Yeah. And the trade-off is being gone 10 months a year. So definitely not going to miss that. But I'm I think the other parts. I think the really at the top of the list and it's the fans. It's all about the fans. We have been afforded this luxury to write music that we think 
that we like, that we put out into the world. And people have come from all over the planet and said how much those songs mean to us and the violin and the, the words and it all comes together. There, you, you, can't, you can't pay for that. Like, it's just, it was a gift and we have it and we're grateful. And that is first and foremost, the fans and the love and affection. That's what we'll miss. We'll never forget it. That's ours to keep forever. And uh, it's, that's, what, that's, that's at the top of the list, of course. Yes. So let me ask you this question. You're stranded on an island. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we okay. Go. And you got five yellow card songs that you get to take with you that you have to listen. Does he have his own five? I get my own five. You both get your own five. You're going to go first. <laughs> five yellow card songs, and they're the only five you get to listen to over and over and over. He gets to go first because uh, he's Can you the most yellow card shows oh. for not being an original member. This is on the spot. Yep. Okay, I'm going to answer, but then you can't draw it out and be dramatic like, oh, I'm already do, thinking. Where do I start? You're drawing it out right now. I just need a little extra moment. Okay. Sure. Um, it's a lot. I mean, you guys have a huge discography. There's lots of stuff. To be fair. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very You good, have a huge discography. Thank you. It's distinguished. <laughs> yeah. um, it's robust. I'd start, I'd start with Believe. Believe is a song, um, you know, pretty shredding violin part at the top. Very traditional yellow card sound. And Ryan wrote the lyrics about you know, the people that gave the ultimate sacrifice and are one of our nation's biggest tragedies. And after 13, 14 years now, it's not just a song that we wrote about those people. It has changed us so much more. And we've done a couple USO tours and we meet so many people from the military. And that song just means so much more than it's just a four minute long song. And so I've always say that that's my favorite yellow card song. It just, it has gone to that next level where it's not just a yellow card song. It means a lot to like the heroes of our nation. So start there. I really like a song called Cut Me Mick, which is kind of strangely was a kind of like an afterthought on a record called Paper Walls. But the violin part was a little bit more cutting edge for us. I put some effects on there with some whammy pedal and, you know, kind of dolled it up a little bit. And right. You know, you know, maybe the casual listener is like, oh, that guitar is rad. But guess what? It's a violin. <laughs> um, so let's do that. I really, if we go a little bit closer to, you know, maybe post-hiatus, Sleep in the Snow, I think, is a pretty fantastic yellow card song. Um, on the musical side, We, you know, we change meter. We go from 5-4 to 12-8. Violin part again for me, a highlight. I kind of, I kind of snuck one by the guys. I'm like, oh, this is not a radio song. Just let me kind of do what I want to. You're do. basically just picking your the best violin. <laughs> if I have to listen to it, well, it's fair to say. That's fair to I say. I mean, what do you want me to do? You want me to pick for my five island songs one of your favorite songs? You're gonna have your moment. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I'm just kidding. I'll go to the most recent release, the self-title. I really have a soft spot for the song Field and Fences. Um, Eastman Strings, my violin sponsor, they've given me more than violins. I have two violins, a viola, a ukulele, an electric guitar, and an octave mandolin, all from Eastman Strings. Beautiful, beautiful company. And I wrote this kind of like southern country, maybe singer-songwriter riff on a mandolin. 
kind of like mapped out this song. And I think at first listen, the guys were like, no, maybe maybe that's not right for this record. And I was like, come on. I didn't I, say that. No, I liked it. Maybe the general the get-go. Again, Ryan Mendez exceeds all expectations. <laughs> of the exceeds expectations. He's always at the top of the list. Sure. And, uh, and I think going from that and then having sort of like the Farewell Symphony-esque outro of the strings, the lyrical content, I think it's just... It's just a really sweet bookend to the yellow card career. That's four for me. What else? Uh, yeah, one more. Mm. I know the hardest like, question ever. Mm-hmm. I know it's like asking me to pick your or asking you to pick your children or like your favorite. Well, I only have one child, so obviously that's, Madeline. That's pretty easy. Be, yeah. Madeline is my favorite, favorite child of all the children. <laughs> um, I guess I should pick one from uh, Lights and Sounds. Um, City of Devils. We had pretty cool, pretty cool jam, some Pearl Jam influence in there. We do a little, little key change in the middle string, string section just kind of shreds. Rodney, Christine, uh, viola player, cello player, have been with us since the beginning. They're just they're top notch in that song. So that rounds out my five. You know, anyone time you want to visit me on my island, come listen. It's really nice. Got some coconuts. Open a tiki bar. Listen to some yellow card songs. I like it. What do you got? I'm just gonna go newest to oldest. Okay. The second song on the new record called What Appears. Yep. It's one of my favorite songs we've ever written. Um, Was that record written a half step down, a whole step down? It's drop C just like Lift to Sail was. Got for, it. For most of it. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, the, the guitar. Around, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guitars were tuned to drop C. Obviously, the keys on a song by song basis change. Yeah. But we, we want to kind of get current and younger, you know? Well, sure. Well, we also hang do out a lot with of, the youngsters. <laughs> we do a lot of open stuff, like, whereas traditionally we would tune to drop D, write a lot of D major stuff. So, obviously, if you tune a step down, you know, it's obviously lower, but um, it opens up some stuff, obviously, for Ryan's vocal range to hit some higher notes because everything's a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's a little, obviously, a little heavier, which I, I like. I listen to a lot of heavy music. Sure. Um, so, that song, What Appears, for me... Um, I had the main riff. Uh, that was actually one of the only things that we had before we went to make the record. Um, I had that riff, and it was really special to me, and we turned it into that song. The bridge of that song is probably one of the, my favorite things that we've ever done. Um, there's just like this vastness to it um, that I I just I love it. Um, Very different from the riff that it was before. Yeah, when I when I originally wrote it, it was a lot faster than that. It was like borderline like proggy. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it, which I wasn't like trying to do that. It's super, just like, still very enjoyable. In, yeah, in the most Ryan Mendez way. Right. It was like course, I just did it how else. how I heard it, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then we slowed it way down and kind of like made it just a little bit groovier for the record. Um, I just love the way that song turned out. There's like the melodic vibe of it is pretty different than what we normally do. Uh, very '90s, which I love. Um, uh, I think the song "Lift a Sail" I love a lot. Um, it's tough for me to, I don't know. I, I I love the vibe of that song, and even though it's not one of the most technical solos I've done, it's I, it's one of my favorites. It's I so lyrical, it. very very melodic. Yeah. Obviously, it's more fitting of the song. Um, and it's just it's a great sing along moment uh, for the crowd, and um, yeah, I love that song. I think on Southern Air, and again, I'm 
I'm not just picking songs with solos, but Rivertown Blues is actually one of my favorite songs. It sounds played. a lot like the violin list where you're yes. just picking stuff that... Yeah, but mine were <laughs> solos, you know what I mean? Right. But his is just like, have look at how good I am. <laughs> uh, I'm more like, oh, this features a little violin. I get to play some of the song over here. Right. The thing with Rivertown Blues is I actually, I really just love the writing in that song. I love the melodies. I love the structure. I, I love the vibe of the song. Um, it's kind of just like, an, for me, it's like a plus that I get to play a solo at the end of it that I like. Um, I like fast stuff. I mean, we all grew up listening to skate punk in the 90s, you know, so that's like harkens back to our old strung out propaganda, no, no effects days. Um, and so that one, uh, I think the last song on When You're Through Thinking, Be the Young is pretty special to me. Great song. Um, that I know that's a fan favorite. Um, and there's just this epic quality to that song that I think... Um, I don't know. I really, really, really enjoy that. I think that the um, I love the string section that Sean put together. Um, Thank I really, you. I really love the, uh, the lead guitar part that I put over the chorus. Very simple, but it's one of my favorite things I've ever written. Um, the slide in of, of the the intro. Thing. You're welcome. I'm very grateful. Um, so you got four songs post hiatus. Yeah. Is there? Did you reserve one? Did you like any walls? of the stuff you did before the hiatus, or you just? Well, yeah, you only yeah, played on the one rec. You only, only played, played on, on one record paper walls. It, for me, it's like I I was a fan of the band from the from the get go, but liar. I'm, I'm that's not true. It is true. <laughs> I, I for the record, I was instrumental in getting the owner of Lobster Records to sign well Yellow Card. Also, thank you very much for that. Well, hey, come on now. Look how far we've come. Okay. Okay. So, um, roll, fifth song, give it to fifth us. Fifth song, I would have. To, oh man, because obviously I'm going to choose something from Paper Walls. Pick your this favorite. is tough because I'm going to listen. I want you guys to know I'm going to listen to each one of your five songs and yeah. decide which island I want to be on. Great. Yes. I'm going to let you guys I know. I knew there was a competitive agent to this. Here's the thing. I think I would choose Cut Me Mick. Yes, you would. Because it's a ripper. That song, there's a couple of special things. The riff in the intro of that song, I remember the second I wrote it as if it was yesterday. I, wrote I, danced, guitar. I danced around the rehearsal studio for hours because of that it so, was so shredding there's a little interesting story like he said it was kind of an afterthought the reason for that was we went into it we, or excuse me we went into the writing process of that record pre-production uh we worked on the song but it just kind of wasn't clicking not everyone was agreeing on like how to put it all together so there was a point where the song wasn't going to go on the record and that i was so bummed because i was I so loved bummed. that song I was so bummed. this is the first record i had written with the band and that riff in that song was I loved it. It was, was called like, the the working title was called the riff song. The riff song because Literally, it was just it was like before it had a da 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 da. I mean, uh, I loved the openness of the chorus. Like I thought it was so the heavy drum beat had like such a groove. And then the violin part that he wrote over the chorus. I just you're thought it welcome. Was, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. welcome for the riff. I said that you're welcome. Right. So teamwork. So then when we finally. Almost zero hour. I think actually it, it Ryan was, was recording it was vocals hour. on literally the last day of that process. We did the violin at that night. We, at like it, 3 o'clock in the morning. Paper Walls, we recorded until 6 a.m. Yep. the last, the morning after our last day. And you know so... Neil had to leave the studio like, I have to take my kid to work right now. Like, <laughs> he was like, what am I doing here? I was, remember I went in at like 9 a.m. and I left at about 6 a.m. Yeah. The following day. It was, so, it was, we shouldn't have been there that long. So when it all came together... And that song ended up making it on the record. It was almost like like a, a moral victory because I loved it at first, and then I went through the emotion of like, okay, this isn't going on the record. Defeat. I was really bummed out, but I was also kind of new to the band, so I didn't want to like dig my heels in because I was new, and then it ended up going on the record. So 
Yeah, I'm going to just round it out and say that's my fifth one. Okay. Hamo, you got five? Of course, although limiting limiting it to you're little, five. You're a little smarter than us, so challenge. it's probably quicker. I have, And I had time to write them down. Oh, right. you so, so you may want to spend some time on Hembo Island. All right, all right, let me see. I'm going to write this down, too. All right. That's, that's what they call my little research area at Mike and Mike, as you know. Or he'll he'll come know. visit. Uh, a Place We Set a Fire is a song on the new record that I like a lot. Um, I hope to see it live uh, in Philadelphia this weekend, but among the... I think that record is kind of a nice confluence of all their sounds, but that song in particular um, kind of really struck in a way that I enjoyed. Rough Landing Holly would be number four for me, which is on the Lights and Sounds album, which is, as you guys know, my favorite. Again, it's in order? In uh, reverse Reverse chronological. Reverse chronological. Wow. Everything's organized over here. Mm, Of course, absolutely. Also, great great violin part in that song. I, I, I approve. And it's your best music video. No? Yeah, I think oh, so too. Man, I had to learn video. I got to learn how to scuba dive. It was very cool. Remember what else we had to do? Mm, you remember what else we had to do? Sure do. Please tell us. I mean, you know the music video. I do. We had to kiss strangers in front of yeah, our wives yeah, on yeah. Valentine's Day. Yep. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. It Valentine's was Valentine's Day wives terrifying kissing strangers. How are your wives feeling about that? One girl she could not kiss and my wife is like, "Kiss her better. You look so unhappy <laughs> on camera." They were th- she was there. Yep. She wasn't my wife then, I was, but I knew she was going to be my wife. I was really nervous. You had a wife. I had a wife. She was there. I was really nervous because of obvious reasons. There were a ton of people there. My wife was there. And I had to do my sections multiple times because the director was like, hey, like, you seem like you're nervous. And I'm like, I am nervous. Yeah, it's Valentine's like, Day. You yeah. that woman standing right there? Yeah. It was, yeah. So I had to do it more than once, and it, was, it, didn't, it didn't get any easier. It was not enjoyable. It was not easy. It was not enjoyable at all. I love you, honey. <laughs> She's gonna listen. She loves That's this. Stuff. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. My, that video did turn my, out pretty sorry. well. All right. <laughs> I wanted to set you up on that story because I remember you sharing it with me last time. I oh, uh, teed uh, it up, man. That's up. right. Yep. Segway. Number three for me is "You and Me in One Spotlight," which is on the Paper Walls record. I think it precedes "Cut Me Mick," if I'm not mistaken. It does. It almost didn't go on the record as well. I love that song. I. I it's obviously super high, oh, but we played all- it live one time. Didn't we do it one time? I don't think we've ever played that song live. Almost, Did we just rehearse it? I think we rehearsed it. I don't, I'm almost positive we've never played it. Mm, it's hard. I can imagine. We jammed that in college for what it's worth. I, I, that I was, love it. That was a, uh, a beer pong staple. At beer pong house. to that song? Really? Yeah, dude. We had punk night once a week. But Thursday. that seems a little, like, a little more restrained in terms of tempo for something so like a, beer pong. We, we were not worried yeah, about but such right. when so, you're bev- okay. When you're beveraging and you just want to belt out you know, right. the high stuff, all right, all right. I, I can see it. Number two is Only One, which is obviously among your most famous songs. It's arguably among your best, of course. Revered. Thank uh, you. On the Ocean Avenue album, which is probably better known for Ocean Avenue, but Only One is a great song. Another pretty pretty good music video. Thanks, dude. And lastly, Hollywood Died is my favorite song of yours. Um, of all time. It's the first time it's been mentioned today. The last two minutes of that song, Sean, as you know, I love. It's just Sean shredding, and there's a bunch of strings in the background. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how you guys recorded all of that. How do you feel about knowing that he didn't want to play that part of the song live? I don't, I'd rather not know. It's like, it's like being a, a mistake child. It's like, don't pull back the curtain. He's like, guys, we have to do the outro. Can't we just end at the last oh, bit? And, and I, so I was like, why do we have to do it? You get to do your thing. It's so epic. And then I can it's leave beautiful. the stage. I think it's very pretty. I think, well, th- there's a production element that right. I would have preferred of to have. Course, like, I understand. Strings. I'm just know, giving him playing that. But, like uh, fire, you mean? Like oh, fire like, Probably more players. Like, oh, okay. Fire would be so cool. Um, we do that? that? That was a unique time in our life where we were given this budget to spend money at Capitol Records and we hired 25 of the best Los Angeles best 
and we recorded in Capitol Records Studio A for uh, most of the strings on that record. And uh, I worked like a mad scientist. I was in a back office just myself, Rodney and Christine, they joined in and they were, you know, Christine was like learning this computer program and I was like flinging sheet music at her like, dictate this, help me, I don't know what's going on, I'm losing my mind. Rodney and Christine <laughs> being our long-time, yeah, long-time. Uh, viola I, and I mentioned them earlier, but um, just make sure. Christine Leitner, she plays for the uh, Air Force, he's the Air amazing Force. cello player. And Rodney, um, he's freelance out in, Rodney Wirtz out in California. And uh, I think most recently he was playing for um, John Williams. He played on the, yeah, he played on the, the Force Weekends. The Force Weekends. Mm-hmm. It's just the perfect way, in my opinion, to end that record. Thank you very much. It goes out so strongly. We had some uh, recurring melodic themes in that record, and uh, not a lot of people think about that in, like, current modern music, but uh, started it kind of with that and then intermixed it throughout the record and then ended it a step up. But You know what's fun for me about that song is... You don't don't play the very end? In the times... No, I do play the outro until the band stops. Okay. That's not even what I was going to say. What I was going to say is... I get to play my own solo that I want to play live because I didn't play on the record. And for that song, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write a solo and play it. And I do it. You did a good job. You did it. I did it. You've done it. I've done it. That song song, uh, definitely has to up your ego, though, when you're just on stage by yourself and everything clears out. I would think so, too. Right? It's all about me. Everyone's looking at you. I don't, You're I don't like that. I'm, People are chanting Sean. I like, yeah. I like the, I like the chant team. your name. You rip your blouse. Do, Do they chant your time? name? Has that ever happened? Mac, again, Mac. No, I don't get that a no, lot. I've, Actually, I, last night in Boston, you know, we do this thing, uh, you know, kind of introduce everyone. And for whatever reason, after he's like Sean Mackett on the violin, there was like a swell. And then there was like another crescendo. And then like my eyes started like feeling funny and like, like they were watering it was just up really a hot. little bit, and it was—I I don't think I was going to cry, but no, I think it was, it was just, just really it was hot. Just so it? hot, it was so hot, yeah. and uh, it was just—you know—every night we have some emotional moments, but it's just that's what happened when they—they they called my name last night. Heck yeah, man! And you ripped your blouse. I did not rip my blouse. I wore my estrechi pants. So tell me, after this long and illustrious career that you guys have had, what's next? Oh man. You're just gonna spend time with the family. Are you gonna try out for the to be the next Browns quarterback? Are you gonna oh, like? What yeah. are you guys gonna do? No, I, Sean could definitely be the quarterback for the Browns. I, I think absolutely. I, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you could. He's got a good arm. My He's arm strength really is not of the caliber. How tall are you? Want, and I'm not tall enough to even say it on the. I'm right, five eleven. I don't have a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't have a forty speed. I don't have the arm strength. If I went to a sport, I would. I would, I, you know, I'd play golf. Again, you could That's be the I'm quarterback at. for the Browns. No, I and I don't want to. I bet you I don't can lead them to hurt. a victory. All those dudes are hurt. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be hurt. I think you could do it. Um, I think the, I think the, maybe the bad answer is I don't know. We don't know what we're gonna do. Nothing wrong with that. That's not and a bad answer. I think answer. the good answer is we have a little bit of the luxury of not having to answer it. We're so focused on finishing the story the right way. And looking all of our fans in the face and telling them how much they mean to us. And I think that's the focus right now. And there, I mean, to be honest, there's not enough hours in the day to think about what's next because we are so spread thin in focusing on the, the 
audio aspect and how good it looks. And there's a VIP experience that fans want to have now. And we're just pulled in so many directions. And it feels great, some of its work. But still, we're savoring this moment. I think it's these are some of the biggest shows and, and most attended yellow card shows in like 12 years. Yeah. So we don't have 12 to, years. That's like right before. That's right. Well, like what, right before Ryan joined. Like you're saying the shows were bigger before. So like maybe Ryan 2005. So 11, 10, 10 years really. Yes. Yeah. They were. Like ever since Ryan joined, like it's all been downhill. It's all been downhill. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. he was there for some, a lot of the good stuff too. Oh, okay. let's not paint. Bit. Don't, please don't paint a picture <laughs> like that. You're, we had some triumphant moments together. Remember that one time? That one time. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's talents in, you know, in the band and, uh, you know, Ryan Key has a studio. He's going to produce records. Ryan Mendez, he shot the album artwork and he's a phenomenal photographer and is getting many internet offers to take pictures of people getting married or golf clubs from Callaway yes. or other various landscapes. I've had a lot of fans be like, Hey, you're going to be able to shoot my wedding in a year. I'm like. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Josh, our bass player, is the most attractive and probably a life guitar player. He's going to end up probably playing guitar for... Yeah, some epic band, I'm sure. Like, Yeah, Kiss is going to get back together. Like, we need Josh Portman. Right. Um, I compose music on the side and maybe for video games or film or television one day. And I have... Don't downplay it. I have a kid. He is starting a production company and he wants to do... Scoring for video games and the stuff that he already has is I'm not, so I'm not epic. downplaying it's anything. Really, really the, the internet knows really where we are at all times and, and what we're doing. And I've you know I have a kid and no one else in the band has kids that we know of. So <laughs> it's like it's easy for me to say that I'm going to spend time with my family. And uh, but right now, I mean, we are locked in to this final tour, and every moment has been pined over and thought of, and we just want to create the best experience and we want to make sure that we match everyone's expectation and we are so so grateful i think we owe that to our fans that we know of that we know of our fans that we know of mm-hmm. absolutely i'm definitely going to like he touched on i'm going to focus on photography for sure uh, i'm not going to quit music i think that i'll probably just do a little more hobby music kind of like for my own enjoyment um but a lot of guitar solos on your island so many guitar solos <laughs> no actually probably not really um, but I, I will definitely be focusing a lot on photography for sure. Um, that's something I've really become passionate about over the last couple of years. You're also um, really good at it. I hope so. I like I like how it turns. Out. I like it. I mean, yeah. I, it for me, it like um, I always I tell people when they ask me that it it satisfies the same part of my brain as it does when I write music. I mean, it feels exactly the same. That creative process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, and it, I think that makes sense too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like. A, a visual version of, of it, really. So um, that's that's really what I'm going to focus on. Nice. Yeah. Guys, I'm out of questions, but that doesn't mean we have to stop. I mean, I can just open up the floor if there's anything else that you guys want to talk about. There's any sports-related things? We're here at the Mecca. We should touch on... There's all um, kinds of sports happening. Let's do... Let's let's go back here. Okay. Um, Are you going to do the thing now? You said you had a... Oh, I, I do. I, I have a thing. I'm not going to do that yet. I want to okay. do this. Um, why don't you do me a favor and tell our listening audience what your favorite show so far of the tour has been? Oh man! And maybe maybe highlight a couple of the the moments that you remember from that show. So, Daniel, you'll appreciate this. Yep. Um, 
my favorite show of this tour and one of my favorite shows of my whole life was the show in Detroit a couple nights ago. What did you guys play in Detroit? In the Fillmore. The Fillmore. Oof. Yeah. It was packed to the top. It was insane. And we always play St. Andrews it there, was, which is yep. epic. You know, a thousand cap, just like sweaty punk rock yep. craziness. And the shows are always great. Um, we haven't played the Fillmore since 2011. We opened for All Time Low right when we came back from a hiatus. And that was a great show. Um, but we have not headlined it as long as I've been in the band. I don't know if they did before. Um, I don't remember. But <laughs> it, was a, it was a minute ago. Um, but I had a lot of family there. We had a lot of friends. Uh, it was one of those things where you go into it and being originally from Detroit, like I want this show to be incredible, right? Which usually equals a letdown. You know what I mean? Because you go in with that high expectations, expectations yeah. and it's like no matter how good it is, it's just never going to live up to it in your mind. Yep. And it just blasted through every single expectation. That's awesome. Hope. It was like, it was astounding. And the really, the cool part about it was that pretty much everyone agreed. And it's hard, it's hard to get everyone on the same page about like which show is the best show, you know. Um, but like, you know, we we came off stage and. I mean, everyone was like, oh, my God, that was that was just insane. And it was it was the crowd. I mean, there were crowd surfers during the most mellow songs we played. They didn't really let section. up. And I think that was the stop. one thing that was just like we have a, the, created a show for two hours. It's hard to get. I mean, there's ebbs and flows. Everything is like six minute abs and like, you know, you like <laughs> condensed T25. You don't have to work out that way. So two hours of like physical exertion act, activity of us just watching the audience. And we're not like, you know, dance, you know, monkeys or anything like like puppets, do your thing. It's like they did it on their own yep. all night. It was relentless. But there was a moment where, you know, we we talk a little bit about the sports ball and like, hey, you know, musicians aren't really like, oh, a lot of sports. We love sports. But being in Detroit and your favorite team in the whole world, what is the name of the team? That would be the Detroit Red Wings. Yep. I've and heard of them. The, Are they big? Yeah, they're pretty big. Um so all 24, 2,500 people that were there just erupted into the gnarliest Let's Go Red Wings chant. The gnarliest. Like, it like shook the building. Thun- it was really thunderous. Oh, my God. And then the best part about it is that they just did it. Like, we didn't say we – didn't, we didn't instruct them. Like We, we, did, we, we did pay attention. I think Ryan Key had mentioned. Yeah. He was like, hey, you know, this is Detroit's own Ryan Mendez. And then they launched – it was almost like – they passed out cues. They yeah, right. launched into it, <laughs> and shaking the building. It was so loud. It was amazing. Yeah, it. it I was. They well, pretty much in tears. Like, they did it, it for so long and they just that kept we going. were able to get our cellular devices yep. out and, and actually capture and the yeah, moment. Absolutely. We posted it. Yeah. Did the? Did we hear anything from the Red Wings? I haven't. I have not. It was seen a game day, right? Yet. So they. Probably, I'm, I'm yeah. going to get the video and, and yeah, send yeah, it to them. Great. But it was like the show is already insane, and we've played shows in Detroit before where they've done that. And I, of course, along with all my other hopes and dreams for that show, I was like, man, it would be incredible if they did the Let's Go Red Wings chant, you know? Yeah. And not only did they do it, but they did it in, like, building, shaking style. So it was just, like, the perfect icing on the cake of, like, that show was just it was really special for me. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds exactly how I'd want to play out to my hometown crowd. Exactly. It could not have been any better. And and it's, it's just things just don't really ever work out that way, it seems like. You know, just because you want something to be like that, so it doesn't, it's not like that. Yeah. Just because you always set your expectations high, you know. So uh, we were very lucky, and I'm I'm so blessed to have experienced that. And so many close friends and family that all got to witness it. It was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I have one other question. I kind of, I kind of like. I'm scared. He's told me he's like, I got a question for you. I'm I got like, a question wait. for you. And and Hembo, you can jump in too if you guys uh, maybe. Oh man. Because I'm asking for like similarities. Maybe try not to insult too much, you know. But may, it it could be like maybe. Anyways, I'll I'll just ask the question, and then we can just open it up. So if you took Yellow Card's career, and you had to draw a parallel line to maybe, so our, our like common interest is really the NFL. Like we're both pretty right. passionate about yep. the National Football League. So if you had to like draw a parallel between Yellow Card's career and say an NFL quarterback, who would you kind of? And the reason wow. I I just I I thought of like sports, music, like how can we tie this in and. We don't know the end. Initially, I thought like, and and we didn't really yellow card didn't win the Super Bowl, but we had some pretty spectacular accolades at the beginning of our career, and we've kind of like had some <laughs> some movement after that. And so I thought immediately, I live in Seattle, like Russell Wilson for me, because a couple years won the Super Bowl. You know what he's doing, right? Pretty good. Yeah, he's transitioning to John Elway. Obviously, no, we definitely are not going out on top. See, I twice. feel like like. And I, I hope this comes across. Of course, I love I This feels like you guys feel like Brett Favre to me, or like your career was like so good in the beginning, and then you decided to take a break, and now we're on the Vikings, and then you came back afterwards, but you still did really well after your hiatus. He got done dirty in that playoff game against the Saints. He did. He did, and it wasn't his fault. It was not his fault. But there was no, there was never any doubt about his dedication or his skill or if he still had yes. it. Yep. It was just. I like that answer. You know, I don't think that's the answer that he's looking for. No, I'm not looking like for him. anything. I just I and I hate Brett Favre as a Lions fan. Like yeah. you just you grew up hating Brett, yeah. but like he was he was he was great, in, incredible, he's so good. Yeah. yeah, I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. No, I mean I, I like Aaron Rodgers. He's it's possible not to like him. Great musical taste. It's true. He yeah, is, yeah, I heard he's huge Amberlynn fan. Amberlynn fan loves band, like bands in the scene. Like, really? Oh yeah. He is actually more recently, or I think his brother maybe reached out to my friends in acceptance. Of course. And there was sense. obviously a little jealousy there because yeah. it's clear he's not a yellow card fan. We've we've ran with the, those dudes. I know. I, I I feel like maybe he just needs to be asked. Are you a yellow? But we fan? have respect, and we, you know, we have relaxed, and we're fans. Hey, from hey, Aaron. What would we're you right say? Here. What would you say? I'm not setting you up. I just want to. I just talk to me. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I think the answer that he's looking for is? I already said my answer. I'm asking him. I don't. I, I, I assume you, you're not going to choose Matthew Stafford. No. Right? You guys. Are, you guys are better than Matthew Stafford. Well, thank hold you. On. Stafford has not big. played a. He's, he hasn't had his whole it was career meant to be yet. A compliment. I know. And I appreciate it. I definitely. I appreciate it. Oppositely. I'm That's just fine. being a Lions fan. I'm just automatically defensive and pessimistic. But um, I think he's looking for Peyton Manning. That's what we're not Peyton Manning. We're not going to go out on top. We're not, we're not going to win I, the Super Bowl this But year. I feel like what will be a good of winning the Super Bowl. Because I feel like this tour is going so well. It's like almost all the shows are sold out. We're playing bigger venues than we've played in forever. They're all insanely emotional shows. It's it's Everything is going as better than we could have hoped. I mean, I guess, I mean, you can't really compare accolades. I guess the Super Bowl got injured. Eight. Took a couple years off, came back strong. I mean, that's just, I mean, to me, it was right away. That's what I thought. I mean, I do love Peyton Manning. I just, I don't think that Yellowcard's career is as good as Peyton Manning's career. I, I mean, not. I was just kind of like opening it up. I wanted to hear. I'll tell you what, what, you guys played that. better shows in January than he played games. Yes. We, we do play better in the cold. We travel well. We travel well. I'm going to think for another 30 seconds. Okay. What do you got? Are there, are there any comparisons to be made to Tom Brady? <clears throat> 
No, absolutely not. not. <laughs> he's far out of our league. Look, he's but you had this glorious league. peak with Ocean Avenue. So there has to be a, a quarterback been, who had so there's, early success. There's a early little success, bit of, right? of flexibility because I, I feel like, I mean, we were never in really in that arena, but the Super Bowl maybe could be like winning a Grammy. I kind of felt like... Having a that, platinum record? Platinum, double platinum, single, or MTV award, maybe. I think really just that point in our career and kind of having like maybe an early, really, really high peak and then just kind of like tapering out with some rocky, cool stuff at the end. But um, I just thought it would be kind of fun to, to discuss that. You know what? What about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, but he, I he won a Super Bowl. I still fairly, think fa- two MVPs early. Fairly early on. He's still, I, I mean, I still think he's easily one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, I don't want to insult Mr. A.A. Ron. I'm just so, saying, like, um, we also don't know how his story ends. Yeah, and that's, why, that's, ends, that's yeah. what I thought about Russell Wilson, too. And so I just, I don't know, just something cool to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I would take I would take A.A. Ron. I would. He's very good. He's, he's really good. He was my fantasy quarterback for a while. He's a great fantasy quarterback. I don't do fantasy anymore. We talked about that last year. Yeah, we did I still don't it. do it. I did. Uh, I have one league. It's a, it's a, it's an all or nothing league, and we get a big old gold WWE belt. You want that belt? I actually. Uh, What's your record? I'm. 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 That's not a loaded question. I honestly don't know. I have a pretty good record, but my se- I think my season's. Oh, done. here we go. <laughs> okay, so I helped you draft. You this did. Team, so you need, helped me. I need to hear this. He so, called me frantically on the phone during a party. I was at on. on Saturday. I didn't think I, I didn't think it. I was Uh-oh. gonna. I didn't think I was gonna be Outside about of it. Business hours. I got uh, billable hours. I picked up Ryan Matthews. Billable hours. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up Ryan. Matthews. Let me tell you where I ended up. Exchange for some swag. I, I, if you guys don't mind, I'm just gonna pull up the old ESPN app here Eat. while I'm in the house. Good oh, um, uh, but I think my season's over. Be like okay, thank you. At least you play in ESPN in the one league that you're in. Yeah, well, I absolutely. do appreciate that. So it's a 14 team league, and we did 16 That's rounds. Tough. It's it's tough. PPR it's tough. standard scoring. Standard. Okay. And my team name is They Simeon Roland. They Hayden. Andy Dalton's a quarterback. I went with Ryan Matthews as my RB two. I had C J Anderson because I'm an emotional guy. I think the problem with multiple leagues for me is I don't like rooting. For people on teams that I don't like, and I really don't like rooting for one guy. Hey, you got to do good over here, but not so good over here. So I, so I'm just I'm a one team guy. So CJ went down, and I'm I'm in I'm in a heap of trouble. But Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. Kelvin Benjamin, they've saved me. Can't wait. Here I picked up Witten and uh, Brait for the for some tight ends. I got Broncos D. We do um, shocker coaches. <laughs> you do Broncos coaches. D. We do coaches. Okay, they're not. They have not really done that well either. Uh, I'm six and three. Six and three that's, is good. That's respectable. I won. That's let me tell you how rough this win. I won eighty four to seventy eight last Ooh. week. If, high high score was one thirty five. If so. you're six and three, and there's a standard thirteen game regular season, you need to win two more to guarantee you're in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 You know, you'll you'll get in at eight and five, and at least you made the postseason. Right. I I want to do that, but I just. Who's on your waiver wire? Mm, I'm. Fourteen team league, probably hardly anyone. Yeah, it's hard. I, uh, man, sorry, CJ. I have to drop you. I got bye week coming up, so I'm looking at. Yeah, and he's gonna. I don't know if I wanted to hit the waiver wire because this is before Wednesday. Oh right, listeners. I don't want. We don't want people. I'll getting, show you off. Yeah. off camera deal. Yeah. Oh my. Gosh. Are you really worried about that? Yes, dude. It's ultra competitive. He wants that belt. I also want. He care the, about the money. He wants the belt. It's a hundred dollar buy-in. Do the math. 
Every, winner take all. He, he, he wants. That's like a thousand dollars. That's like thirteen hundred dollars. We, I mean, we had to buy the belt belt out of the top. So that's where I'm at. I mean, uh, my, just let me just walk you through my bench real quick. Uh, Anquan Bolden's on by. He's awesome. Trevor Simeon's my backup quarterback. Ola Wale from Oakland, and uh, I'm actually gonna probably get rid of him. <laughs> Fozzie Whitaker as a and that didn't really happen. I thought Juwan Thompson from the Broncos coming in with a little experience that didn't work out, and uh, I picked up uh, Vernon Davis. In the tight end, so that's where I'm at. I'm kind of stuck. In Your prison. running backs are atrocious. Mm. Not good. <laughs> See, everyone is selling not really good. high right now, and I'm not at home to be able to give some out of pocket cash because mm. I don't have anything on the team. Everyone wants Amari Cooper, and I'm like, that's my first round pick. You can't like I, at this point, like, you've made it this far with Amari Cooper. If you give up, yeah, well, like, well, how are you going to get enough value back? Yeah. That's the problem, and they they know that blood is in the water. They're like, "Oh yeah, let's yep. do, let's just cut him off right here." Yep. So that's where I'm at. I'm stuck. Well, go Broncos. I like that you keep it simple, though. One team, one team. Yeah. That's the way that it is. You got a couple of Broncos. So at, like during the game, you can root for some of your fantasy guys while you're rooting for your team, which is always fun. Yeah, I'm I'm emotional, and that's half the. I really do feel like that's half the part of fantasy. Understanding that, like you know, like I want a team that I want to root for. Yeah. How many, so how many leagues are you in? Five. Oh my God. How do you keep track of that? Where's the financial commitment? Uh, it's not too bad. Okay. I mean, you know. That's your first concern? <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I, I imagine. More than like, how do I remember who's on what team? Yeah, yeah right. I have I have four ESPN leagues and I have one non-ESPN league that's like a dynasty keeper with like full-on contracts and yearly yada, yada, yada. And it's just super. Is there a league office for that? There is. <laughs> yeah, there is a league office. So that's the, A commissioner? Is it other... Like coworkers are in that league. Uh, one of our other friends? coworkers, uh, the actually the talent booker from Mike and Mike, Josh Drew, is he got me into the league. It has got to be so intensely competitive. That sounds really competitive. It is, and I love it. That's and awesome. It's, it's That's fantastic. Awesome. That's, That's awesome. So, I think I'm gonna, I might rejoin. Yeah, just wait next year. Just wait in. But it's I think nice. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do one league. I, I think one Sean, is nice. Sean's take is good. I'm gonna yep. start start back slow. Yep. Well, if you need an extra person, you got three people here that'll join you. All right. So. so at least the four-team league. Yeah. Let's do a four-team league. <laughs> 200, 200 points. 200 team points. Yeah. <laughs> Routinely like 230 to 215 games. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be awesome. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, you. Yeah, I love you next year to stop by. I really do hope you come back next year. I don't care I'll where you're back. at or what you're doing. We can talk about even. the video game projects you got going on. Yeah. We can talk about the weddings you're shooting. Great. I would love to have it. It's awesome. Thanks, guys. If you guys are gonna, you're going out on tour. We can find tickets at yellowcard.com, yellowcardrock.com, yellowcardrock.com. You can check us out on Twitter at smackinyc and at Ryan Mendez. Correct. And that's really the best way to get in touch with us. And yep. we love it here. Thank you guys very, very much We're for the doing, hospitality. Uh, doing the Northeast down to the South uh, this coming up couple of weeks. Um, if you're in any of those regions and there's still tickets available, a lot of those shows are. Already sold out. Yeah, you're trying to sell tickets. We're already done. Yeah. Uh, so I just have it. Come. T- uh, <laughs> I guess we don't need to really this time. The uh, day before Thanksgiving in Orlando. Orlando. The and second Fort Orlando Lauderdale, show. Um, the Sunday before Thanksgiving. If you got So if you're on the East Coast and you want to see Yellow Card, we have tickets for Orlando. Second Orlando show. Yeah. And the Monday before. And Sunday Lauderdale. before in Fort Lauderdale. Correct. That's okay. it. We'll see you. Guys, thank you so much. It's thank been fantastic you. having you here. Thanks, guys. And until next time, keep spinning those records.